This is the Champions Coffee Podcast on the Vigo Podcast Network. On this show, we take 20 minutes to celebrate the champions behind higher education student support and experience. These are the individuals who are pushing the boundaries and changing student lives on a daily basis, and we get to hear their stories and their visions for the sector. Hello world and welcome to the Champions Coffee podcast where every week we have coffee with an education professional who is out there on the front lines championing students to be all that they can be. I'm your host Ben Hallett and I am the co-founder and CEO of Vigo. For those of you who don't know, Vigo is a learner support platform that helps educators connect their students to their mentors, tutors, advisors, counselors and all the other champions on campus that they need access to. And Vigo, we really believe in celebrating the professionals who make all of this student support experience and support ecosystem tick, which is why that we do this podcast. Today, I am very excited uh, to welcome quite a unique guest uh, for the Champions Coffee podcast, David Morales. David is the Chief Information Officer and Senior Vice President Technology at Western Governors University. Now, at at WGU, uh, David is responsible for all technology aspects of the institution. He has over 19 years of experience as software engineer, as a software engineer and technology leader. He has worked for different companies across his career, some really unique ones from all the way from NASA to consulting firms to retail Fortune One. And he's always had a really uh, radical focus on innovation through technology. David, he believes strongly in WGU's mission and he is helping to bring the right digital experience to the students to improve their success. Uh, in his leisure time, he enjoys spending time with his family and being outdoors. You'll often find David riding his bike, camping off-road or doing any other outdoor activity during the weekend. And uh, for a little bit of a profile on WGU, just for our guests, uh, if you aren't aware, WGU is a nonprofit, private, and completely online university based in Utah. The university prioritizes equitable access for populations historically not well served by higher education. In fact, 69% of WGU students come from at least one underserved population. And during the pandemic, they actually reported a significant enrollment growth, a higher, higher retention rates, and record-setting monthly graduations, which is uh, quite unique. So I really wanted to do this interview today because I read David's recent interview uh, with EdTech Magazine and I thought, wow, uh, this guy, we think a lot the same and has some really interesting uh, perspectives on student experience, but from the technology side, whereas usually we are hearing from you know, the Deputy Vice Chancellors of Academic and Student Support. So I thought we could have a really interesting conversation. So without further ado, welcome, David. Well, thank you so much, Ben. Really appreciate the uh, invitation. Awesome, mate. And, you know... Just to kick things off, uh, for the guests, is there anything I missed about uh, the profile of WGU, um, you know, its mission or ambition that, that you'd like to further add or, or did I nail it? No, I think that you, uh, you totally nailed it. Right. I, if I was to add anything else, I would just say that we are 100% focused on those students and making sure that they're successful. You totally highlighted the, uh, uh, our students and our student population and what they look like, but we are committed to their success. Awesome, mate. And... Well, with that in mind, then, I would love to transition into, you know, your transition into the higher education space. You know, what life experiences or, or factors you know, motivated you to come into higher education from, from your very unique uh, other background? Most definitely, Ben. Let me tell you that um, it wasn't necessarily in my, my career plan or necessarily dreams to come into a, a higher education. 
but I've always been very passionate about helping my community, helping those that are uh, either in the city I live in and the neighborhood I'm in, or even in the country I'm in. So one of the things that I can tell you that definitely helped me make that transition from uh, technology and retail environment into coming into higher education was the fact that how much good is WGU doing and how much mm. we can totally impact the life of those individuals. Mm. The company that I used to work for, they're focusing on, on uh, saving people's money so they could live better. Mm. But transitioning to WGU is we are actually bringing path of opportunity to everyone such mm. that will impact generations to come. So that, that vision, that mission definitely uh, spoke to me and, and brought me into higher education. And... I must say as well, and I must confess that being a, a an 100% online institution, being driven by technology, there's mm. so much that we can do. Uh, we've been working really hard at WGU in, in uh, making that, that huge uh, progress into becoming a digital university and providing different experiences to technology. Technology now is so involved in so much part of our lives. Mm. that I feel so strong of the things that we can do at WGU through technology to help those students to truly be successful. Yeah, awesome. And I have to say, I am I'm a big WGU fan, and um, particularly uh, from, from the EdTech side, uh, WG Labs, a uh, really cool initiative that you guys have. Um, and, um, you know, I think it's quite rare for... I can only think of a handful of institutions globally who who take a stance in an active stance in investing in ed tech and and nurturing ed tech, and uh, I'm so excited that WGU is, is is doing that, particularly with your 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 online mission. I think it's really cool, really unique, and uh, I'm really grateful for WGU from from the ed ed tech sector to you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, well, thank you. We appreciate that. I can tell you that that shows our commitment towards improving the technology for our students, right? WG Labs is a perfect example of us going beyond our, our duty to ensure that the education mm. technology continues to grow. Awesome, mate. And, and when it comes to student experience and success, uh, you know, how are you thinking about that at WGU and how is that currently playing out for you? So if you think about this, this is quite interesting because, again, my background is in providing technology for multiple different industries, but always focus on those that are consuming the services of that industry, right? Uh, if you think about this, in our day-to-day, -day, we utilize technology left and right. We are so entangled or entangled with uh, technology that we talk to devices, we schedule events to, uh, that will happen automatically, like the lights turn on automatically, the doors will lock automatically. So technology is such an important role or plays such an important role in our lives nowadays. Mm. But unfortunately, not in technology just yet. There's mm. so much that we are learning by obtaining a lot of data from our students that we can help them be successful mm. and be there anytime, anywhere, and through any device. So yeah. I think that's where... That's where uh, this journey is going to take us and it's really mm -hmm. enabling us at WGU is how can we bring this great minds from our faculty and academics group and focus that technology and enhancing that student experience such that is so easy and at the fingertip of our students to obtain what they need when they need it. Mm. Awesome, mate. And, you know, I guess a little bit on that, Five years from now, uh, can you give us a glimpse of what you think 
what you think could be possible in the student experience space? What what might we be looking at? Are we, are we, uh, are we in the virtual reality world? You know, what do you see? Well, five years from now, from WGU perspective, I can answer this question in both directions. From WGU perspective, and where I think the industry is going to continue to mm-hmm. evolve, right? From WGU perspective, five years from now, I can tell you that it is our desire to have such systems that we are enabling you as a student to move forward faster through obtaining such uh, uh, credentials that will empower you to continue to build your own path to success. Not a very rigid programs that will tell you, oh, you have to take this and then that one and then that one, but enable you based on information that we're obtaining of you and how you learn and how you interact with faculty and and staff members. How can we uh, enable that personalized path for your Mm. success? So being able to say, hey, listen, uh, after I've learned this much in this many courses, even though I was in program A, I feel that program B is where I really want to go. Enable you to move that direction in such way that it's so organic that you don't lose any time or any money of your investment on those classes that you're taking, right? Mm. We feel that by doing that, we're also going to enable our students to obtain skills based on courses or classes that are really applicable to the real life professional environment, such that you'll be able to start applying for jobs based on the skills that you have been certified that you already have based on your progress in this uh, uh, education, right? Mm. Where do I see the industry going? Mm. I think that there's going to be a lot of play in uh, in consuming and understanding data from our students. And there's going to start being uh, the ability to systematically enable our students to take the right decisions. Mm. Maybe I feel highly of DOGU. Obviously, I'm a little biased there. (laughs) But uh, I feel that we have everything we, we need to actually implement that flexibility, where I think the industry is going to start thinking more about that flexibility and new and more projects and products are going to come up from multiple institutions or even companies that will mm. continue to enable WGU in this journey. Mm, awesome. No, I, uh, and I totally agree. I think the, the qualification of skills and the micro-credentialing of, of, um, of skills, I think that's going to be quite an interesting space. And I, uh, again, I'm biased <laughs> from where I come from. Um, you know, we, at Viga, we think a lot about the social experience of higher education. Um, we often talk about higher education, its fundamentals being in content, uh, accreditation of, of learning, um, and the social experience you have around, um, around the content uh, that drives the learning. And, and I think a lot about the, the human to human skills that, uh, colleges and universities are responsible for. Uh, in helping, you know, instill into their into their students that will then help them succeed in the industry. And I think a lot about how we how we can pull out the data of the social connections uh, that are happening, and and then credentialize the skills that are being picked up there and the learning there. Your ability to communicate, your ability to lead, your ability to be resourceful and, and find help from others when you need it. Um, I think that's all going to be quite interesting new data points that the industry is expecting uh, higher education to collect. Um, but the key there being, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, being we need the data. We need the ability to understand the data and get insights from the data and sift through the noise. Um, but that's, that's, my, that's my personal rant. So I totally agree with you, the, the skills. I think it will become a much more, um, much more bigger part of the higher education journey. 
And, you know, mate, I'd love to, um, I'd love to ask you, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. What is a common misconception that you are hearing uh, or you have heard in the student experience space? You know, something that you disagree with or something that you, you are trying to make a point on that can be different. Oh, I'll tell you this because I've had a lot of opportunities to go to right. different conferences in which I get to interact with a lot of different universities and the technology departments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a bit huge misconception is that um, it's okay for our systems to fail because it's not a, a life and death situation. So it's okay if systems go down or it's okay if the uh, uptime or the uh, availability of your systems is not the highest as perhaps other industries are looking to to do, right? In the medical fields or anything that is for profit, their availability is extremely high. Mm-hmm. But a lot of uh, other universities, when I talk to their technology groups, they feel like, well, it's okay if we're not the highest availability, right? Because there's multiple, the students can wait. Mm-hmm. That is a... Uh, uh, a concept that I cannot and I will not abide to. Mm. Uh, the systems at WGU, we have to be available 24-7. We need to look for the highest availability to our students because the thing about um, education and something that it happens more and more in professional life is there's really no huge segregation between this is my working time versus this is my personal time. We are so entwined and we're so mixed in between that time. It's the exact same in education. As a student, if I am doing something and I remember, oh, you know what? This is what I needed to. I need to be able to pull my phone out and do it. No matter if it is in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day, at seven in the morning, I need to have that availability. I need to have that, those systems being there for me right when I need them. And for the systems to be there when you need them, you need to have high availabilities. So I, I feel really lucky uh, to work with this group of individuals uh, at WGU such that the executive, executive team understands that availability is a must mm. for our student experience, mm. right? So, so that's one that I will continue to push really hard on because we cannot, we just cannot have our systems now not available for our students. And obviously, right, knock on wood that our systems will continue to have the availability that, that we need to have. If my team gets to hear this, they're like, oh, David jixed us. But um, I can tell you that availability to me is key for those students anytime, anywhere, and through any device. Yep, I totally agree. And in fact, I'm often telling my team, you know, trust in technology, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to build, but it's very easy to lose. And, you know, one moment where the data is not correct or the availability is not there it's that creates a lot of trust that we then need to build back. Um, so I often tell my team it's, yeah, it's not acceptable um, for little things to, to come up because uh, we can lose, we can lose students in that moment. We can lose partners in those moments. It's, it's not okay. I totally agree. And um, all right. Who is someone that inspires you in the education space? And uh, can you tell us why? Well, there is um, there's some groups out there that I really appreciate all the work that they're doing, how invested they are in education and what they're doing. But if I was to highlight an individual, one individual 
that I can uh, tell you she has helped me uh, develop love towards higher education okay. and for our students and for the actual value that education brings to everyone is uh, Marnie Bakenstein, who is our uh, provost and chief academic officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I get to interact with her a lot. We work together uh, pretty much every day. But her love for higher education is second to none. So mm-hmm. kudos to her. She is fantastic. She's been helping me learn more about the industry and understand because I come to her like, hey, I read about this from this mm-hmm. other universities. What do you think? I'm like, well, let's just take this perspective. And she has been yeah. fantastic. Uh, that's great. I, um, I, those people are very precious. Um, you know, the people I, I, I do find in higher education, it can be easy for people um, who have been in the industry for a long time. They can develop calluses and, you know, raw hides and that the passion that they have, um, and the reason they got into the space is often buried beneath, you know, you know, 10 years of red tape <laughs> and, you know, it's one of the reasons we do this podcast is we just love to actually get back to that real, the passion that, that drove people into this space. And I think the more that we can uh, tap into those people, but tap into our inner passions as well, just the more energy we're going to have to be tackling all the, all the challenges, all the opportunities in higher ed. Um, I would, if I could, I would add a, a second person that is in okay. the, my personal perspective has been a great pillar and great a foundation Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, as I've moved into uh, higher education, which is, uh, and I know this is going to sound a little cliche, but my mother, she has been so uh, uh, strong, not only by word, by by example, about how education can really change the life of people and how important it is and how we should never stop seeking to obtain more uh, education and learn, con- always constantly be learning uh by far is my mother and not only that but also how this learning is impacting those individuals that are mm. obtaining this education so uh so yeah mm. kudos to her as well awesome i love that shout out to mom yes <laughs> for sure and um and to to, to finalize uh for this this uh podcast uh you know could you give us you know a couple of sentences of advice or encouragement that you would give uh, to a WGU student about to uh, begin their journey at the institution? I would totally say, and this is going to be so cliche, but you got this. You got it. You can do this. It is. We are trying our best to personalize as much as we can to satisfy your schedule, your personal life, your environment, your cultural background, everything that is out there. So many people have accomplished this. Hmm. We know you can do this too. There's people, there's a lot, so much support around you as a student. Let's just take advantage of it and let's just do it. Um, it will change generations to come. So that was, that's, that's the uh, advice. I can tell you that I myself, I registered as a student of LGU for, again, continuing my education and also learning more about the environment which our students go through. And uh, I just, it's just been fantastic to see how, how much it can be personalized to your circumstances mm-hmm. and not just follow a path that everyone needs to follow. So mm-hmm. word of advice to those new WGU students, you got this. Personalize this as much as you need to because it's your education. Awesome. I love that. So with that energy, I'm going to, I'm going to call it. Uh, so 
we've come to the end of our of our Champions Coffee podcast. We need to wrap up. David, thank you so much for having virtual coffee with me today, sharing your stories, your vision, and, and your advice. And um, you know, for everyone that's listening uh, to this in post, uh, this has been another episode of the Champions Coffee podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to stay updated on future episodes or check out our, our backlog of episodes, you can either head to the Vigo LinkedIn page where we post it all, or you can just go to your favorite podcast app and look up Champions Coffee Podcast and subscribe. So that's it for today. David, thank you so much, mate. You're very welcome. Thank you. Cheers.